0: We are joined by former advisor to Prime Minister Paul Martin, Scott Reed, now C D V and News Talk Ten Ten Political Analyst. Happy Monday.
1: Good morning. It is a happy Monday. I uh I, I, I I'm I'm old today, John. My my youngest child turns ten, goes double digits. So, so the creeping specter of uh, mortality is all over me because I can see my even my youngest now is getting older.
0: Wow, people say I'm dark. Um, well, listen, let's stick with young men for a moment. Uh, he's not ten; he's eighteen. But there's a guy who's declared he's running for mayor of Toronto, and if I check the list correctly, he's the fiftieth candidate. Yeah.
1: I got I got two words for this kid. Model parliament. You, you're going to be surprised by this take, but I knew this kid. I am the nerd who had a lifelong interest in politics. And I'm I'm telling you right now, this kid, uh, it sounds like he's trying to engage democracy. He's making fun of, I know, it's like the private school, hasty pudding, kind of like joke around thing. I'm against it. I'm 100% against it. Instead of making fun of democracy, go out there and participate in it. Volunteer. Knock on a door. Hand out a pamphlet. Get somebody to the polls who's disabled or elderly on voting day. That's my view on this. Um, this kid is making fun of it and having a lark, and it's kind of, you know, me and my me and my buddies want to have a joke about it. I, I knew this guy when I was a young liberal nerd. Uh, so I'm going get it.
0: Okay. Well, maybe we'll play this back for him when he joins us at 8.35 this morning. Go right ahead. I mean, literally knock on a door and help somebody who otherwise wouldn't be able to vote to
1: do so. That would be a contribution to democracy. Not saying, oh, I thought it would be really cool if I could run for mayor and then I can make jokes about out-training raccoons. I like goofing around as much as the next person, but, you know, there's something a little snotty and privileged about that story.
0: Okay. Uh, Now, polls can be wrong, but a poll out this morning found that 55% of Canadians are quite sympathetic to the federal workers asking for terms to work from home. I think that's probably because a lot of Canadians in all sectors would like to work from home. But it also found um, a smaller percentage, but more people favored the wage demands than disfavored the wage demands, although statistically, I guess it's almost a tie. What do you make of it?
1: I'm not shocked about it. Um, I, I don't actually think that people think that their wage demands are out of control. I don't think their wage demands are out of control. And I think that people feel that everybody's been put upon. There's a big it, rush politically to sort of divide people into public and private sector workers. And I, I think, you know, that hangs heavy over our politics. I'm not sure, you know, if this poll's right, that it hangs as heavy over everyone. And I think you're bang on when it comes to the remote thing. Like, I I, I have more hesitations in this than this poll does. But I think part of the reason that people are reacting that way is self interest and selfishness. They're thinking, wait a second, this could be me. I kind of like the option. I kind of like the luxury to me, the employer should be able to hold the hammer. The employer should be able to say, sorry, no, uh, you got to get out of your, uh, wonder woman under and get into the office, Scott. But, um, yeah, I'm not I'm not shocked by these numbers.
0: So, what do you make of Rogers hiring former Liberal Industry Minister Navdeep Bains um to be one of their corporate officers? Both of the major opposition parties are upset about it. I think maybe they'll regret that when they get out of politics and can't, you know, aren't getting a job because they complained about this.
1: Well, you know, <laughs> There's a massive cooling off there. So first of all, I should say that Nav is a friend of mine. So I'll declare that. Um, he's someone I've known a long time and I have a lot of respect for. Um, and I think he's a good hire. I think the guy's super personal and smart. Uh, there are long protections, like over five years, you're not permitted to do any lobbying and that kind of stuff. So, you know, if you want to say, in addition to that, we're going to have even greater exclusions and restrictions on people's ability to take a job, I mean, where Lisa rate went to a bank. Um, you know, lots of people take jobs at some point. And how long and for how, to what extent are you going to restrict people's ability to seek employment? Keep them from lobbying because he was industry minister not long ago, for sure. Can't do that for five years by law. Beyond that, what's the argument for keeping this guy in a silver box and throwing him to the bottom of the ocean? I think it's too much.
0: A new provincial park is going to be created, and a lot of people are very cynically wondering, okay, are you just trying to buy us off now because of the land that you're giving away to developers and for the 413? Yes, important life hack here.
1: Yes, their motivations can be lined with evil, but if the evil motivation results in a good thing, applaud it anyway. That's my life philosophy.
0: Okay. Um, What do you make of uh, this poll finding that uh, Toronto is the friendliest city in the world? I I don't want to talk down my own city, but I just, I ain't buying.
1: I believe that no one from Toronto was polled. I don't know anyone from Toronto who thinks that Toronto is the friendliest city. There's like a couple of people in Kensington Market, and they are friendly. Now they're also sort of, you know, wake and bake. But I think That this comes from afar and away land, and this is an impression because everybody in Toronto is cynical about Toronto, and everybody outside of Toronto, as a guy who grew up in Prince Edward County, I can tell you, everybody outside of Toronto within the country, certainly within the province, uh, wants us all to fall from a great height. So uh, I think this has to be like the people of Malaysia think it's super friendly here.
0: Sophie Gregoire Trudeau giving an interview and coming across a bit as a Gwyneth Paltrow character. I, I, You know, from the first public appearance where she was singing to this latest interview, there's a bit of flake there.
1: Well, as someone who's worked with more than one leader's spouse... Um, so many of whom, I think frankly all of whom that I've worked with, I, I love. I really adore Kathleen Wynn's partner, really adore Jane, uh, really came to love her. Um, but I can tell you working with working with spouses when you're in politics, Letting them loose in media is always a very dangerous thing. Saying no to them. No, you can't do media. We're worried that you might go a little flaky. That's very dangerous and career limiting. You said no to my wife. You said no. What? Are you kidding? On the other hand, saying yes. Also equally dangerous when they go off and do something flaky. And then someone says, why, 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 why did you not slam the gate on that? And so it's a staffer's nightmare. Um, I don't think this interview is that bad, um, but I am surprised you have seen her do very, very few media interactions. So my biggest shock from this story was that she was doing it at all.
0: Yeah. I mean, I knew her in the show business circles back in the day in Quebec, and she's an extraordinarily pleasant person. But, you know, the the descriptions in this column of a cuddle room and uh, lighting a candle of affirmation every morning, I thought, okay, that's, that's way too Gwyneth Paltrow for me.
1: Uh, She definitely marches to her own beat. And, um, you know, I think if I was a staffer in the Prime Minister's office, I would be like, you know, uh, let's be, shall we say, surgical
0: uh, with her media interventions. (laughs) Okay, one last thing, because we've got a minute before news, and I wanted to uh, ask you, cold, this question. And that is, you've probably seen the uproar over a video where a kid is debating Justin Trudeau about abortion, then Justin turns it into a social media commercial for himself. And now conspiracy theorists are in The whole thing was a setup. Is it possible in this day and age to have somebody go in, engage the Prime Minister and vanish and for the whole thing to have been a plant?
1: Well, I suppose anything's vanished. Uh, Anything's possible. But no, it it, it didn't happen. This thing is real. And what I think is more interesting about it is I, I, you know, you talk about different perspectives. I see that, and I kind of like that he's, you know, helping, you know, Henry Incel here uh, find the truth. But I know many people, and not just crazy haters, who look at him and go, I feel like he's kicking down a little bit. So I think it's an interesting decision to turn it into uh, a piece of propaganda, if you will, because I do think it cuts differently depending upon what your view already is of, uh, of Justin Trudeau. But was it fake? No, Kubrick is dead, okay? Uh, the moon landing it happened and this is
0: not false oh but the flag flapped okay thanks a lot scott see ya it's the morning brief with scott reed